Welcome to the first episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. This week, we talk about relationships and specifically shared and non-shared interests with your partner. And in this week's Faith in Context, we're going to talk about how our faith informs our social media etiquette. Stay tuned. You've joined us. You're here. Now, let's talk about it. Welcome to Now Let's Talk About It. My name is Malcolm Morgan. My name is Micah Morgan. This is our first real episode. Oh, snap. The first real one. It's going down. There's no turning back now. How are you feeling? Uh, Currently, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good. So you guys are going to be a little bit in on our podcasting um, life. Mike, can you turn your mic just a little bit to where the name is facing you so people can hear you better? So just turn, yeah, just like that. Is this bad? Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah, what? You see, we're not even going to edit this out. We're just going to leave it in for the people so they understand. Guys, you just this got is real. Well, guys, gals, folks, people, y'all, y'all just got an inside look at Micah not knowing what in the world to do with this equipment. I'm so excited. <laughs> So we're so glad you guys decided to join us on this wonderful journey. This is just the beginning. Yes. Um, so let's get right into it. Why not? Let's talk about it. Shared and non-shared interests mm-hmm. with your partner. Yep. How, how do we start this topic? How right do here? we start? You know, um, I think we should start it as vaguely as possible. Vague. Let's not give any context or... No, I'm just kidding. Why don't we start off by sharing what some of our interests are? Okay. So I guess I'll start since I'm currently talking. Um, I really enjoy uh, theology, but like I'm not some expert. I just enjoy thinking deeply. (laughs) No, I really do want to fool you because I'm not. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just enjoy thinking deeply about what the Bible says and what the Bible says about our lives today and what we've misunderstood about the Bible, what we do understand about the Bible. And I think about it all the time. So that's one of my key interests. Um, Ooh, cycling Mm -hmm. in a very novice kind of way. You should call it bicycling (laughs) because I feel like cycling. People think like, oh, she's a professional. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Biking. Does that kind of get to the... Yeah, sounds more amateur. (laughs) I'm a super amateur. I just like to get from point A to B and like sweat a little bit. But um, I really enjoy that. I also am interested in Pixar movies because in DreamWorks, we just recently discovered that I guess I've been cheating on Pixar with with DreamWorks. Prince of Egypt is DreamWorks. Prince of Egypt, Boss Baby. Isn't El Dorado? Road to El Dorado? Oh, I can't remember. I think that's DreamWorks. I think, yeah, El Dorado. Uh, Mega Mind. This is not an ad, by the way. It's not. We are not being <laughs> compensated <laughs> by these companies at all. Um, but as much as I consume their content, <laughs> you would think that I should be. Um, yeah, what else? So theology, biking, Pixar, uh, mental health. 
Mm. Right. I mean, I would hope that that's one of my interests. I hope so. um, I'm a therapist. So that'd be, you know, that'd be kind of weird if I wasn't interested in that. Um, so, yeah, those are, you know, just several things that I'm really interested in mm-hmm. and spend a lot of my energy on. Yes. So, Malcolm, what are some of your interests? Some of my interests are music in general, movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mafia stories. Give me a good mafia story or documentary, and I will watch the heck out of it. Yes, you will. Many times. Um, I have a mafia documentary I'm really looking forward to seeing. New one on Netflix. Uh, But we'll save that for the entertainment section of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Sports are huge for me. Basketball is my favorite, but I also enjoy watching football. I've gained a later in life appreciation for soccer. Don't really watch it. But when the World Cup is on, I will catch a few matches. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) How is this an appreciation if you don't really watch it? I only watch it when like the World Cup is on, when it's like the big event. Ah, Like I don't just watch just soccer, whatever it's like. like, Empathetic kind of. I'm not watching every. Oh, soccer's on. Let me watch it. No, I'm watching the World (laughs) Cup. I want to see the best of the best. Understood. Um, Let's see what else. I love creating. I love you do writing music. I love singing. I love drawing. I love producing podcasts, mm-hmm. building websites. I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. I guess it's weird to say professionally, but I guess I am a professional uh, yeah, graphic you are. designer. Um, so yeah, those are um, the immediate interests that come to my mind. And then I'm interested in my dog. He's very interesting. <laughs> our dog, our little by, dog, Rico. By default, Rico is, he is goodness he's in a wealth of interesting <laughs> yeah so i think when when we planned to discuss this topic today one of the things that came to my mind was what it felt like to discover that we didn't share as many interests as mm. we thought mm-hmm. um and so yeah we were both in our very early 20s and we were dating, we were in college, and yeah, I think for me, discovering that my now husband was very interested in sports, for example, um, and I didn't have that interest at all, and still don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was confronted with, okay, does this mean I need to somehow make myself love sports so that I can share this time with my husband or do I remain, you know, kind of myself in the sense that I don't, I don't really enjoy watching sports. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a tough question for me to answer. Yeah. And I, I admit that I lament that you do not even want to be around me while I'm watching <laughs> sports. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Okay. No, they're legitimately times. I mean, I want to be in the same vicinity. There's legitimately times where you'll ask me, so are you watching sports today? And I'll be like, yeah, why don't you come sit down with me? Mm. And you'll be like, no, I don't want to interrupt you. I just was like, well, I didn't say I wanted you to like it, like interrupt me or that I would even be paying really close attention to you. I just really oh, want wow. you to be there wow. with me. I like to be in proximity to you. Yes. But if sports are involved, that is Micah's opportunity to watch Phineas and Ferb or, or Pixar or, or DreamWorks, anything. For the most part, terrible horror movies. Okay, whoa, whoa. You know what? We're going to save that for the entertainment <laughs> section because <laughs> they don't, you know what? 
horror movies are themselves, and I appreciate that they don't try to be anything else. They insist upon they themselves. They insist upon <laughs> themselves, okay? But yes, I I lament that you have to lament. <laughs> A circle of lament. I know, but it's just I I have I've tried. I don't know if I put a whole bunch of effort into it, but I think I just, yeah, just realized that it's not something that I have a lot of, I don't have a lot of enjoyment when I watch sports. Um, And so one thing that I've been grateful for is that you, you know, don't pressure me and you don't kind of guilt trip, trip me in front of people and make jokes about me being this terrible wife who just won't succumb to the (laughs) the grand magnetism of sports. Um, It really does allow me to feel like, yeah, I can be myself within this marriage um, and not feel guilty about that. Um, It's a way that we can still be separate, but, but -hmm. together. Yeah. I think the other reason I wanted to bring up this topic was because it's something that this is something that we've talked about was just, I think early on in our relationship and our marriage, I assumed a lot of times that the things that I did or was passionate about that you were, that you were also passionate about. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so if I started an endeavor that I wanted to include Micah in it. And so my first thought was, okay, Micah wants to be a part of this. And yeah. for the, and in a lot of cases you would just go along and help. Absolutely. And I think there was a legitimate desire to be a part of it because you were and are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But sports is just is <laughs> <laughs> the line that I draw. And I don't know if you, dear listener, can feel the tension in this moment, but I am trying my best not to get on my soapbox about why, about why I don't watch sports. And I'm not going to. Thank you so much. Everything's fine. We're safe. We don't want to get angry hate mail. <laughs> we don't. From the sports fans. <laughs> Just know that Malcolm is amazing because he is still married to me, even with the soapbox that I do get on occasionally. Yes. And it's, it's a short soapbox, but. Okay. Well, are we just going to throw, we just going to throw short jokes across the, across the, uh, that's what we're doing? So what? What you gonna do about it? Okay. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are live on a podcast. You ain't gonna do nothing to me. Anywho, <laughs> additional thoughts about unshared and shared interests. So, one of the things I've processed through as well is not only this thought that okay, this is my partner in life. If I have an interest, I just assume that he wants to also be a part of that. But there was also this thought that if my partner my husband did not have the shared interest then he doesn't love me as much as I thought he did Mm. and that we discovered was creating some tension in our relationship Mm -hmm. it was creating some mistrust on my part and it was just it was it was ill-founded right like there was no there was no reason for me to make that jump Mm um and so now that we've spent over a decade together, it's like, yeah, we just accept that there are some things that define us separately that we just don't share. And I think where we've gotten to now is that we can celebrate that about one another. Mm -hmm. Like I love pointing 
people in my church to Malcolm to say like, oh, that's a sports thing. Malcolm definitely knows about that. Go find him. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just cool to be able to brag about my husband being pretty much... I mean, you're getting to expert level. You'd be spouting off stuff about sports that I don't even wouldn't even begin to understand. But well, Micah, when I went to school, I had a specialization. <laughs> I was a journalism major, you specializing are. in sociology and sports. So you I'm are. I'm not just a fan. I am learned. You are learned. Learned mm-hmm. in the top two syllables, <laughs> two whole syllables. Yeah, I think what what's important. I, I think. Yeah, you, you kind of mentioned it, talking about how to not take that personally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to have interests outside of the things that you guys, that you as a couple share, mm-hmm. or you in relationship share. Um, and in many ways, it's like healthy to have another, something that's not, you know. Very. That's not dependent on this <laughs> on this relationship. Yeah. Um, so to be able to, you know, Micah can have an outlet for something. Malcolm can have an outlet for something. Mm-hmm. And something that they can just get immersed in. Um, and it's not dependent on that other person. Yeah. To hold it up. Because um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure yeah. on the relationship. If mm-hmm. you share everything. Everything. Yeah. So there's value mm-hmm. in having unshared interests because I think it keeps the energy flow of the relationship um, healthy. Mm-hmm. Does it, you know, keep the energy flowing through these three things that you both do together all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's healthy to be differentiated in, in distinct ways. And um, because it really does give you an opportunity to celebrate something unique about your partner. I mean, if you share, if you share ev- all of your interests, like, yeah. What do you get to look at the other person and say, yeah. oh, my goodness, like, I love I love that different thing about him or her or them. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think this has been a fun, like, thing to discover. It's been difficult to discover yeah. <laughs> how yeah. to live healthily with yeah. different interests and kind of learn how to. Yeah. How to share life that way. But I think that also makes the things that we share interest in mm-hmm. a lot more like potent and powerful. Yeah. Um, like when you when you when you try to lean in, especially on the non shared interests, I think it develops a different level of intimacy and a different level of connection with that person because yeah. when a person shows interest in something that they're not necessarily passionate about, but you are, it allows you to to really dig deep in First, it helps you understand why you love that thing so much. Like when I get to talk about sports things or I get to talk about things in the news, like I get excited about that a little bit because it's, like, it's an opportunity to just like share. The twinkle in your eye. Oh, gosh. Is so contagious. I'm sorry. I just mentioned it once. Yeah. <laughs> but but when we have those moments, then when we have things that we share, it makes that like, for example, mm-hmm. we've talked about, I think it was in our preview episode backstreet boys sing-alongs put on the just put on the greatest hits and we just sing yeah um and but so don't, but don't sing my part and well that happens all the time because yeah. we both like the brand parts so. absolutely so <laughs> <laughs> and and i think one of the things we've discovered is like okay malcolm loves sports micah loves understanding how things work and so there are moments where Malcolm will start 
just kind of thinking out loud about the like the technique of a of a of a particular sport or um I don't know something like in the background in terms of how things work and how the coach thinks and and how this player does that and there are times where I really get to like lean in and just appreciate that because it resonates with something an element of my personality so there are ways that we can find overlap and appreciation even in those different unshared Mm -hmm. interests it's just about I guess being patient with one another being willing to offer that up to one another consistently and being open Mm -hmm. you know the other person who may not share that interest um, open to listening and kind of learning more through the other's eyes yeah. about that thing. Absolutely. So what what do you think are the top shared interests that we have? The top. Like if you can give me just top two, we'll make it simple. Top two. Not in any particular order, but just two things that we share mm. enjoyment in. I think I think we enjoy, we have like a shared interest in analyzing like cinema, like movies, mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. Um, Digging for the deeper meaning. Yeah. Like we, we have no formal training, but yeah. <laughs> like the conversations we have about like, oh, like what do you think, what do you think the director was trying to do here in this mm-hmm. moment? Or like, oh, did you hear that line? Mm-hmm. Like that line definitely has some significance to like this part. There's so there's this like, energy that we both get when we watch a just really well done piece of cinema mm-hmm. um that can fuel several conversations mm-hmm. for like a couple of hours so that's yeah that's got to be in the top two mm-hmm. i mean how do we pick just one <laughs> how do we pick just one or two gosh what is the second one um i mean there's of course, worship music. Yeah. I mean, I think Great. Malcolm's the songwriter. I'm not, but we both. She's a lyricist, but she just don't mm, write songs. That's all. No songs for me. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to load some of your pieces into this here sound machine, and then we'll just we'll let the people idea. decide. Yikes. We'll let the people decide. Anywho, would you like to talk more about our shared interest of worship music? Yeah. Um, and I think we even though we come at it from maybe different angles, you tend to look at it more theologically mm-hmm. and I tend to look at it more practically yes. and musically. Yeah. How is it executed? Can this work congregationally? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's times that I rely on you, especially as I'm trying to pick songs for our church. Um, Like, Hey, I don't feel great about this lyric, but how does it like, or I won't even, I won't even ask. I'll just be like, listen to the song. And sometimes I'll like predict in my head, okay, she's going to say something about this or she might not like this. And there's times where I'm not super 100% on the song mm-hmm. and you coming in and giving your thoughts like either crystallizes it or like, okay, confirms. All right. I wasn't crazy in thinking that. And you very rarely are crazy in thinking that. <laughs> but I do think on like on the flip, there's there's a strength that you have in like understanding the value of structuring a worship experience intentionally and thinking about 
you know, how easy is it for a, a church family to participate in singing the song together? And how can we make that easier? Um, and so picking your brain about that element of it is, is fun, but just really like informational. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in that shared interest, there's different yeah. focuses that we have different, mm-hmm. like things that our attention just naturally gravitates toward. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Shared and non-shared interests. We have them. You have them. Talk about them. Yes. It. It. There's health in knowing what things that you don't aren't. Let me. Let me back up. It's not so fun to find out that there's interests that you thought you shared that you didn't. It's not. Transparently, no. my heart was broken where I found out that I love going to beaches and my wife does not love it as much as I do. But I have very reasonable reasons for not loving going to the beach. Yeah, well, we're not Folks, talk- yeah. there's so much sand. It's so and much it doesn't sand. just stay on the ground. And I personally want my eyes not to be scratched by sand. That's all. That's all I want to say. So... <laughs> learned that and I was quite depressed because I was like we've been going on vacations to beaches and I've been so happy and you have not been happy but I've been quietly unhappy you didn't know that's worse <laughs> that's worse but anyway yes find those things about your your partner and your friends even that you may not share interest in because it might help either guide you to learn more mm-hmm. or for them to learn more or it may guide you to Hey, what are the things that we do share? And let's enjoy those moments as well. So Absolutely. take that time. So, so Micah, why don't you navigate us to the faith in context? This oh, week? navigate us. Wow. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about social media, folks. Um, so we want to start a conversation today about how our faith informs how we show up on social media. Um, so I guess I'll start because I think I think this might be a topic that was kind of influenced by things I've recently gone through. Um, yeah, I used to be quite. Um, how would I describe myself? I used to get argumentative. I'm pretty passionate on certain topics. First of all, we've all been argumentative. <laughs> I don't know. There's been some you, folks who have been able to. If you haven't been on social media, been argumentative, I don't know if you've really been on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a bad thing? Um, up for debate. But yeah, back in the day, you know, I'm very passionate about um, justice topics, um, you know, things that have to do with the dignity of people. Um and so, yeah, I would I would go ham sometimes. There's some moments that I'm not proud of. And I think the consequence that I started to notice is, you know, there would be times where I would show up a certain way on social media. And then there, you know, would be times in like real life, insert air quotes here, where people would reference how I've shown up on social media. And I would feel this, you know, this guilt, this kind of shame about not being an integrated person, someone who is kind and, you know, really tries to think through intentionally what I say in in person, but would just kind of flail off at the mouth or the fingers on social media. Um, And so 
that was one of the one of the things that kind of motivated me to pull back on social media and really make a like a personal rule that says, nope, I'm not going to enter into conflict with people. I don't know, first off, because we don't share a relationship. And so really, what purpose does being in conflict on this public forum serve except for me to demonstrate that I'm, you know, what it's I think it came from a place of arrogance, to be honest, um, that I was trying to show that I was better or smarter or mm-hmm. more well-versed in a certain topic. Like there really wasn't any other mm-hmm. purpose that that served for me when I finally kind of was honest about how I was showing up. And mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the things that kind of began to inform the way I showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for, for you, Malcolm, and if you want to, speak to this I think that would be great because you really kind of helped me hone in on that idea that like why why would I you know argue with someone I'm not in relationship with Mm -hmm. yeah I think especially as Christians it's easy to think I have to defend truth and the faith Mm. all the time and if someone says even the slightest bit of something erroneous I have to correct it right, right. now I, I'm the one snuff it out this is I'm gonna be able to solve this problem that has been happening for centuries right now on Yikes. Facebook with you avatar blank av- avatar person um, and I think I'm trying to think of what was the I mean it was definitely good, good gracious probably 2016 election where it was just it felt like every status Every meme mm. was an argument, and mm-hmm. you're just arguing with people you have no idea. It got tense. And then, you know, I like to take credit for this, Micah's realization, but my rule was after, I guess it was probably during that season, I don't argue with people I don't know on the internet. Because it just becomes super personal, and mm-hmm. people say stuff that you would never say to somebody that you knew or cared about. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, it was just like, why am I arguing with this person I don't know mm-hmm. and it starts getting real passionate and they'll say whatever they want to you and you're just like fine I'm gonna say whatever I want back and then right. the whole point of the conversation is completely it's just lost. lost it's, it's gone. completely lost and so as a Christian I never want to be that guy that's just shouting at you telling you you're wrong you're wrong even if they are wrong I don't want to be that person yeah I want to be the person that you know what our perspectives are different and this is where the conversation needs to stop. (laughs) (laughs) It can just stop with that realization. And I think that kind of begs the question, why, why don't I as a Christian want to be that person? Mm -hmm. And I think the answer is first off, it like, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's just not, it's not effective pointing your finger at someone and yelling how wrong they are mm-hmm. doesn't like no one responds and says you you know what you know what mm. Mm, you're so smart <laughs> i changed my mind you're right thank you for berating me until right. i was convinced you're right universal health care is okay yikes, yikes. <laughs> yeah like it never happens and i think i think jesus when we when we see how he interacts in relationship mm-hmm. that's cultivated over time and over distance Mm -hmm. you know i think we're seeing him demonstrate that if you if you want to change someone's mind like if you really do want to then you do it in relationship and Mm -hmm. you do it in an environment that is empathetic in an environment that is 
authentic and attentive and dynamic and it's not just one sided. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when we ask ourselves, why don't we as Christians want to be that person? The answer is, well, because Jesus has shown us that the most effective way to change minds mm-hmm. is to do it in relationship yeah. and not just screaming at someone for 30 seconds that you just met. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, I think it was, was it Zacchaeus that was in the tree? He was in the tree. He was in the tree. And Jesus didn't yell at him from the ground. No. He said, Zacchaeus, get out of the tree. <laughs> I'm coming to your house. We're going to eat dinner. Let's go smash. <laughs> Let's go have some food. They sat. They talked. And at no point did Jesus say, Zacchaeus, you is <laughs> insert Z. Insert insults here. What the H-E double hockey sticks are you like? None of that happened. No. But. The point was that he cultivated relationships. So all of this criticism, all of this questioning, all of this right and wrong mm-hmm. debate is best done in relationship because then it's way more constructive Very. than when you're just yelling at, you know, blank avatars on social media. Goodness. That half of the time aren't even real people. And half the time they don't care what you have to say. <laughs> 80% of the time yes. for that one. Most times there are people that you don't know that are just mm-hmm. looking. They literally are searching statuses with these keywords. Absolutely. So they can go and just spew whatever agenda they have on their mind. Yeah. And so no one's going in there thinking, I'm going to see if someone's going to change my mind today. Mm. No. No one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one ever goes into social media for that. So, yeah, I think that's important to remember and important as Christians that we don't. Um, once again. We, we don't have to defend every wrong fact, every erroneous thing on social media. No. And, you know, truth doesn't just wither, like wither and die yeah. if we don't defend it at every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think there really is this fear that, oh, my goodness, if I miss an opportunity to declare what is right, that that's somehow going to affect the substance of truth itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not. It's just not true. Um, so I I personally would like to end with this, this thought. Um, one of the things that's kind of been breaking my heart lately is how much loneliness is showing up on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think a lot of the, like that argumentative kind of posture and the anger and the tension and seeking these opportunities to, you know, bicker comes from this desire to be connected with someone. And like, even more so now in this, in this pandemic, people are experiencing isolation, not only emotionally, but physically now. Mm -hmm. And so I often wonder if a lot of the contentiousness that we see on social media is just this, masked to the desire to to be seen and be connected with that all humans have Mm -hmm. um and that's something that i want to always remain present for me Mm -hmm. as a as a christian i want to always remember that everyone desires to be loved Mm -hmm. everyone desires deeply to know themselves as the beloved of someone and preferably god Mm -hmm. but um and there are some unhealthy ways that that can come out when we don't feel loved. Yeah. And so as as followers of Jesus, how can we speak to that? Yeah. 
underneath the contentiousness that we see yeah. on social media. So, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I won't even try. <laughs> <laughs> so, today we have talked about relationships, shared and unshared interests. And we've talked about how our faith informs our social media etiquette. And honestly, we don't want this conversation to end here. So go ahead and look us up on social media. Mm -hmm. Do we want (laughs) to share? Yes, why not? Woo. Okay. Did I want to change my Twitter handle before this? It's too late. It's too late because it's happening like right now. Okay. Well, it's now. It's happening. Um, So I'm only on Twitter. For reasons that I guess we could have talked about more. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, Another we'll talk episode. about that later. Um, but I'm only on Twitter uh, at Spoken Worship. And Malcolm is on Twitter as at Malcolm M Music. I'm so sorry that that's so confusing, but <laughs> the simple version was already taken. Indeed. And yeah. But it works. I like yes, it. I'm on there. I'm also on Instagram at Malcolm Morgan Music. And those are the two social medias that I want to interact with random people. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so so please look us up. Honestly, we would love to continue this conversation with you. We enjoy open, Stay respectful. Out my DMs. <laughs> yes, we, we can keep this public. No DM ac- activity is necessary. Um, I will show my wife, so please do not DM me. <laughs> there will be mutual sharing of the DMs. Um, but yeah, please add us. We would love to continue this conversation. We love open, respectful dialogue. And, and we invite you to continue talking about what we talked about today. And you can also use the hashtag... hashtag Talk about it podcast. Yes. That'll make it even easier for us to find it between the hashtag and our social media handles. We'd love to keep the conversation going and for you to keep having these conversations even beyond this moment. Um, that's the point of the show. We want people to have conversations and keep having conversations. So, is that our music? It is. That's our music. So, you know what that means? You guys. This is just the beginning of this journey, and we're so excited to be going on it with you. (laughs) It's the Let's Talk About It podcast. I'm Malcolm Morgan. I'm Micah Morgan. And we hope to see you guys next time.